like to get into this bigger picture. Ryan Payne's with us, Payne Capital Management President, Payne Points of Wealth podcast host as well. It's good to see you, Ryan. You know, um, we've been talking about Lyle Brainerd um, of the Federal Reserve and, and the calls here, just saying watching the yield curve, saying methodical hikes, rapid balance sheet cuts is what um, she's been putting out there. What do you, what's your takeaway from the language? I mean, is this really a surprise? Let's be real here, Nicole. I mean, we have the market pricing in nine interest rate hikes this year already. Uh, implied inflation is somewhere between two to three and a half percent. You know, looking out further. So, I mean, you know, markets are selling off a little bit today, but again, we're only back to where we were uh, at the lows yesterday. Uh, I don't think you read too much into that. So, I, I think the market, really now since January, has been forecasting, you know, a more hawkish Fed um, and a tightening condition. So, I think a lot of this is already priced in, even with the 10-year now above two and a half percent. A lot of forecasting that the 10-year go to three percent. I think that's very realistic here, given the fact that we do have heightened inflation. But no shock here. Um, I, I really think a lot of the news around interest rates, the Fed tightening is baked into the market at this point and baked into equity prices. Mm, okay, so we've got the Fed moves down. We're aware of the fact that they're going to be raising rates in a big way and shrinking that balance sheet, too. Um, that being said, now we're also hearing about recession, right? Recession, we're watching the yield curve. Does that mean recession? Not necessarily. Um, but you know what? The part that um, just a lot of negative sentiment, you know, the losses. Jamie Dimon says all the losses. It's going to have 10-year effect on us. And, um, you know, I was just talking about um, Lawrence Lindsay, former, you know, formerly of the Fed, saying, look, it's a bit basic. We're going to have inflation that is going to limit the spending of consumers. The economy slumps. The economy goes into recession. I, I think this is this what summer. economists typically get wrong. Um, in mm -hmm. It's like two-thirds of economists now are, are calling for a recession in the next like 24 months. And, you know, I love negative uh, sentiment, Nicole. You know, nothing makes me happier to see the street when mm. they get super negative here because they're usually wrong. Um, and I think what economists always get wrong is the ability of the American consumer to spend. And we're seeing that right now. We're seeing confidence, consumer confidence indexes are low, but you're not really seeing weakness in retail sales. And you know, my philosophy here, my viewpoint, I talk about this in my podcast, Pain Points of Wealth, maybe the greatest financial podcast in America, but I digress, is you know, as we get into summer here, what you're really seeing this with like every survey is people are going to travel, they're going to spend money, whether they're going in their car, going by plane. Um, but, you know, there's so much pent-up demand. 60% of households in the U.S. have saved a lot of their stimulus from when the pandemic began. And we know that wages are going up. And we've seen inflation go higher and higher, but we really haven't seen uh, consumers curtail their spending. Right. I think that's going to continue. And the reality of it is inflation is going to come down here a little bit. Okay. Okay. Well, that would be good because that is the main goal here of 2022, at least one of them. Um, that being said, if you know, if, they, if they're too Debbie Downer with um, their economic talk and forecasts, what is your outlook and where do you see the opportunities to make some money? Is it tech? Is it something else? What are you looking to do in the next week, two weeks, three months? Well, I think growth here is probably having the biggest bounce just because growth got hammered the most, right? If you look at the NASDAQ at one point, it was down over 20% this year. Now it's down closer to 7 8%. So that's had a magnificent rebound. But, you know, I've been calling this the sucker's rally, for lack of a better way of putting it. 
And I do think you're going to see more money funnel back into tech. I mean, multiples are still high there. You've seen more, I would say, speculative assets like Bitcoin have had a big bounce here. And that could suck a lot of money into a lot of those areas. But we already know historically when rates go higher and we know that we have heightened inflation, that's probably not going away. It's maybe not be 8%, but it's certainly not going to be less than 2% like it was the last decade. That's not great for growth multiples. So I wouldn't get sucked into this rally in growth. Uh, we saw this back when the tech bubble burst. You saw the Nasdaq get hammered. It had a magnificent rebound uh, before selling off like 80% uh, at some point. So I think the bottom line is here. I'd stick to value. Value is actually up for the year. Any companies that have purchasing power, small cap stocks are going to grow faster than large cap stocks. They traded a cheaper multiple. And it looks to me like the emerging markets have bottomed out here as well. So there's plenty of places to put money. Um, but I would avoid getting into that growth trap. It's not going to be pretty when it sells off again. Oh, okay. So avoid the growth trap of technology, but you are looking at small caps, you're looking at value, and you're looking at emerging markets. Can you elaborate on any one of those so people can really start to do their homework and get in there? I mean, I, I know it's like a, a curse word to talk about China. Um, but if you look at the Chinese stock market, you know, the government, the regulatory arm there is becoming a lot more market yeah. friendly. Um, you know, you're, you're going to see like outside auditors come in for some of these companies where they weren't willing to do that before. We've already seen a big bounce in China. So I think that bodes well for all emerging markets and for Europe in general, because, you know, China buys a lot of stuff from around the world. Um, and even Europe looks great here. I mean, if you look at the banks in Europe, uh, they're getting punished unnecessarily because of exposure they may have to Russia. And they're, you know, you're looking at valuations back to after the financial crisis. So I think the banks, especially in Europe, are a big opportunity here. You know, multiples are so much cheaper than the U.S. Um, and again, you, you really are getting punished more here for what's going on with the, the Ukrainian conflict or war at this point. So I think that's all good value. Um, and I, again, I do think you want to have a global portfolio. You, you don't want to just be domestic here uh, because the best multiples are overseas. Ah, OK. So the global part of it is a really good big picture. You know, when you look at what's going on here, we're going to start earnings next week, really in the big way with banks. Is there anything that you'll be looking for um, within what we're hearing from these companies? I think it's all about forecasting and guidance, right? The big question is with supply chains uh, still not being perfectly correct, you know, what is that going to do to margins, raw material costs? We know commodity prices have gone through the roof. And of course, labor, right? right? Labor is going to be the bane of this economy's existence for a long time because we know we have a labor shortage. So the question is, how much is that going to eat into margins? It's probably going to eat into margins. I think that's reality. But the question is, how much, right? So I think that's what you want to look at is guidance, uh, how profitable companies are. But I still think it's going to be another great earnings season. Obviously, growth is slowing. But remember, slow growth is better than no growth. And that's what the market cares about. You know, are things getting better or not getting better? And, you know, things are going to continue to get better, just not at the same lightning speed, uh, space, pace, rather, that we saw coming out of the pan pandemic initially. Yeah. And two things that sort of, uh, you know, I heard in the last 24 hours. One was just how much people are getting on board with, on board literally, onto the uh, Carnival Cruise Lines, right? They had record bookings going forward. So to your point, maybe people are underestimating how much... Uh, consumers are willing to spend. I'll give you that. Um, you know, and the other point I heard recently was that someone said they're not going to invest any more money until the Fed pivots. I said pivots, um, you know, stop raising yeah, yeah. rates or actually lowers rates. Like that seems like a very long time to wait. 
No, it's a great point. I think the question here could be, is the Fed going to be less hawkish than what markets are, are pricing in right now? And I think that's probably realistic. Yeah, I could see the, the Fed maybe backing off some of the more dire projections like, you know, Citigroup came out with like insane projections about how much interest rates are going to rise. And that could be very, very bullish, especially if we think tightening is going to be less. I wouldn't wait here. Again, inflation, you know, it's been like 7.98%. Sitting in cash, you're losing that on your money right now. Meanwhile, you know, if you look at a portfolio invested in stocks paying dividends um, that are going to go up because as they raise their prices and their revenue goes up, companies that have pricing power, they're going to raise their dividends. And dividends have outpaced inflation now for the last 70 years. So you want to be invested. Don't wait. Any good news, markets could just go off to the races, and then you miss all the opportunity. Take, in, you know, take advantage of the uncertainty. Embrace it right now is my advice to you, Nicole. Yeah, okay. All right. I like it. And I, and I heard what you said when you talked about value and looking for small caps and opportunities abroad, even emerging markets, China. Ryan, always nice to see you. Thank you very much. Nice Ryan Payne of Payne Capital Management. A good conversation there. Thank you. All right. Later.